morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope you're you're feeling good. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, so um hmm. There's um a lot just going on in my mind in terms of um you know, in terms of the world and life and things like that. And um I you know, I, I think I now understand why at least for those of us coming from a certain part of the world, why the older you get the more prayerful you become. I mean, if you notice, most people who have grandparents, you know, regardless of how wild they lived when they were younger, they become a, a lot more prayerful. And I think it's because at that time, you, you, you've seen a lot and you've, you just get to realize the complexity of life and the fragility of life itself as well. And for me, what I think is also important is the right and the wrong of things i continue to come back to this this is something i that i meditated on throughout last year and i find that you know it's still a thing for me now as well i remember when i was much younger i used to think that the bible i used to wonder why god put so many restrictions on people i was like oh no sex before marriage you know all those things i was like ah you just like to spoil fun i mean like yeah you know but now i realized that God, everything that the Bible says, that God says through his word in the Bible, it there's a big picture context about it. It's not so much about the minor details. The details are important, but it's not so much about that. It's about the big picture. And I think ultimately, we must never forget that big picture. That big picture of the battle between good and evil. It must never be forgotten. It must never be forgotten that there is an ongoing cosmic battle that we are all a part of. Everything in this world is becoming more clear to me. Everything in this world either falls under the banner of good and evil or evil. There is no gray area. And because I understand this now, I'm beginning to understand this more now. I see that it is more important for me to cleave unto God, unto the things that have to do with God and to stay with him and to make sure that in all that I do, my life is pleasing to him and not just my life, but my life and the lives of all who, you know, those that God has allowed me to be part of their lives as well. And, you know, my family, my household, my friends, everything that I care about. And, you know, my nation, my community, too many things like that. Because there's a lot of hypocrisy in the world. There's a lot of double standards. I am, I am so thankful now that God is not hypocritical. Neither does he have double standards. He's also not a respecter of persons. He's not partial because in this world, what I have seen or what I'm beginning to see now more than ever is that partiality, double standards, hypocrisy, it is all par for the course. Something is bad 
when Mr. A does it. When Mr. B does exactly the same thing, it is no longer bad. The rules are not the same. But in the Bible, God doesn't change the rules. In fact, I'm just beginning to realize now that the example that he gave us in the Old Testament is supposed to warn those of us who are New Testament children of God that if God allowed, was so true to his word that even when his own children, his cherished nation, Israel, fell, disobeyed the commandments, the judgment of God came upon them. They went into exile. In fact, if not for the things that they, I mean, you know, the disobedience over the years, perhaps they will still have been in the land and the entire crisis that we have now, people now saying, oh, you know, you left the land, other people have taken, maybe all of that will have been averted. God did not spare Israel when they sinned. So if God did not spare the nation that all those wonderful things happened to, I mean, that he really literally moved heaven and earth for them, parted the Red Seas, fed them from heaven, sent prophets, fire from heaven to judge, you know, carved out commandments on tablets of stone, you know, glory, (laughs) enriched the, the kingdoms under Solomon. If he did all that, And still, whenever they departed from him, he did not exempt them. Then surely, those of us too today should know that we will not be exempted. But do you know what? I like it. I like the fact that God will not have any special, um, will not break the rules for me. Why? Because in this world, all I see is rule breaking. And it's very unfair. It's very unjust. So right now, I look at God. One of the things that I like about him is that he doesn't break the rules. So why I like it? Because so it, it makes me know that, okay, so if I do what he wants me to do, or, he, or if I do the things that are pleasing in his sight, or the things that are right, and the things that are pleasing in the sight of God, is not just that God is telling you to do things or just to make me happy. It's about he's saying you to do things that are right. In fact, most of what God is really telling us to do is more about how we treat people I would say 50% how we treat God, the rest of the 50% how we treat others. In fact, when you read the Bible, God doesn't even seem to place the love for others or the love for God higher. Even though he says you should love God with all your heart. Well, he, he actually says that should be the foremost thing. But he says that's the greatest commandment. And then he says the other one is that you should love your neighbor as yourself. So following closely behind... And I guess the reason why he puts that order before is that is it possible for you to love your neighbor as yourself? That God is not asking you to do it with your own power. He's saying, receive the love of God. Once you love God, I will then give you the ability to love others. But you have to, what you have to now um, apply that love. You have to exercise that love. You have to show that love. You have to demonstrate that love. You have to live that love. So Christianity is not just about believing. Christianity is about doing. It's about doing. It's really, really, really about doing. It's about believing and doing. And that's what the Bible says. It says the spirit of faith believes and speaks. Believes and acts. 
the spirit of faith doesn't only just believe and leave the belief there it believes and then it does something it believes it confesses it believes it speaks it believes it speaks and then it does so um i'm on an ongoing quest of learning how to love god more and how to live according to him but right now he's my hope christ is my hope because i see that the world things just don't make sense in the world anymore and like i mentioned in the musing i did yesterday recent occurrences for instance if i look at the war you know in gaza and the 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 coalition against israel it just makes me know that i mean i can't i can't i, I mean this is bible we're, we're, we're really living the bible we're living the bible It makes sense that Israel is right now, I would say, the most hated country on the earth by by a very loud set of people. I mean, it's not everybody that hates them, but it does look that way when you look at, at least in certain parts of the world. Um, so I, I get the sense that the devil must be very, there's something he's really trying to avert or he's afraid of something because um, when these kind of things happen, there's stuff, there's stuff going on in the spiritual and the spiritual um whatever and please don't get me wrong i am not exonerating israel you know i'm just saying that for it, the, the world that as you whatever because i understand that this world is the prince is 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 now i now understand that the world system is evil i realize that anytime you see them the world as a whole coming together on something it is never for good <laughs> you know what i mean it's never for good i know that now before i, I used to really believe all that you know that stuff of oh yes higher moral ground and all that i don't believe because i mean it's, it's it's double standards now you can see it they choose what they they ignore they choose what they're going to give attention to and they choose what they're going to ignore so certain wars certain conflicts they don't get involved in it the, the lives there don't matter certain injustices of society they don't care but the the one they decide that they want to care about, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't want to mention those things, you know. Yes, that's they raise it to the top of the agenda. The presidents will speak about it. They will tell every nation, you must do it. You, must, you, you understand? While ignoring the injustices, the inequalities, the corruption, so many things going on that is killing the lives of billions of people across the planet. When it doesn't fit the overall satanic agenda. So... What I'm trying to say is that now, more than before, so before I used to look at God's commandments as, oh, they were just, why is he always so tough? And, and I think if we don't look at the big picture, a lot of things will not make sense about what the Bible says. You'll be like, the Bible is outdated. Because if you look at the f- small details of it, it really doesn't, it cannot make sense in this world. But if you look at the big details, that a narrative, that there is the biblical narrative and then there is the, extra biblical narrative narrative that is outside of the bible and that the anti-biblical narrative in fact i want to say extra there's extra biblical maybe it is outside of the bible but it does not conflict to the bible but then so that the anti-biblical narrative is not just um coming from human beings who are just being philosophical no it is being actively promoted by satan and this this is this is what every christian must never forget there is a spiritual battle going on a a a decision to 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 ignore christ or to reject christ is not just the same as oh i decided not to buy a car or i'm not buying that louis vuitton bag 
it will have eternal consequences. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. And there are things that happen on this earth, the decisions and choices that we make on this earth that have eternal consequences. And we have to be able to separate those um, defining choices from the normal everyday routine choices that are just inconsequential, like, you know, buying a house, um, buying a car, changing your wardrobe. And what I think is that, I think that even in the church, we are not emphasizing this cosmic battle as much as we should, which is why a lot of people, Christians, do not know why it is important to keep themselves unspotted from the world. These were things that we used to be we were taught in the, back in the day. But now people just we, we don't realize that is you know how it is like when, when like maybe during COVID during the pandemic you knew you needed to wear a mask or you know that there's a if you know that there's smoke like there's air pollution the air quality in the city is very very bad you will know that you need to go out and wear a mask because otherwise you're going to get contaminated. So the guidance to you every day will be please don't make sure you wear your, your mask you know put on your air filters you know and all of that because you have already accepted that there's and you realize that. The, the air quality is bad, then you're taking preventive action. So the way you operate when you go out, when you are exposed, is, is, is different from how somebody who is not in a contaminated environment will, will, will act. So we Christians are going out as though we do not know that we are in a contaminated zone. We're just going, we're breathing in the air. We're not protecting ourselves, no nose masks, no air filters, nothing. I don't know that it is that we believe that maybe what we carry in quotes is so strong that it will not be contaminated but no even god himself says keep yourself unspotted from the world so in other words there is action that i must take to keep myself unspotted from the world otherwise the world will surely spot me it will surely contaminate me it will surely um infect me And part of keeping myself unspotted from the world is keeping myself from the lies, the deceits, the, the money worship, the idolatry, the, hum, the cult worship. In fact, cult worship and personality worship right now on the earth is amazing. In those days, we had idols of wood and stone. Today, we are worshipping human beings. Some of them religious leaders, some of them influencers, some of them entertainers. People are really, some of them political leaders. So, idolatry is rife. So, to me, honestly, I don't see the Bible as an ancient book. Because one, I, I, a lot of the things that I see in the, the Bible, I, I, I literally see it happening. I see it happening now. I see kings, I see leaders that are carrying themselves around like Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> you know? It's the world right now, I don't know what has happened, but the world is really, to me right now, living like in biblical times very much so in terms of the idolatry in terms of the money worship in terms of the oppressive governments in terms of people choosing not to choosing to rebel against god i see a lot of tower of babel um, behavior going on in the world right now where people just want to rise and rise and rise and rise and they almost want to contend in fact seeking to contend against god and um, for me, I just want to stay on the right side. I know um, which is on God's side. And um, 
I also see. I mean, I, and maybe because for someone like me, I have struggled in the soul for. I've been, you know, troubled in the soul for like the last two three years. I've been, you know. So for me right now, prosperity of the soul is the most important thing. But so when I see Christian leaders talking about prosperity of of uh, material prosperity as if that is the most important thing i'm like wow so there are really people on this planet that money would solve all the problems they had because honestly if i felt that money could solve all the problems that i had and if it could even if even if it can but if i felt it could i would do anything to get money and i think that is the biggest lie that we have been sold people have been sold because people really believe that money answers all things. It does not. And I know that that phrase in the Bible. But it has been taken out of context. Because it was talking about the power that money has to acquire material wealth and social status in this life. It does not talk about money in the context of spirituality or in the context of righteousness or holiness. So money does not answer righteousness. Money does not answer holiness. Money does not answer peace. does not bring about joy doesn't bring about the most it does is temporary gratification and that's why the rich always want to get richer because the money is never enough and money does not if you have terminal cancer money alone cannot solve it if the person is going to die a person will die in fact if money was able to answer all things should have been able to prevent death for human beings nobody out of being rich has been able to avoid death so money really does not answer all things that scripture was taken out of context but that is what many believers believe now so they are following after the pursuit of money and they think that because they say in jesus name that somehow it is no longer sinful but the bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil and the money also the bible also says that Hardly will it be for anybody that trusts in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. That was, I think, Jesus that said that. And Jesus also said that the worth of a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. Jesus said everything to make us know that this life cannot be about chasing money. In fact, in Matthew 6, he said... Seek ye first the kingdom of, of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He says, we, I know what you need, that all the people of the world are chasing after what to eat, what to drink. That don't be like them. Because the devil has gotten the whole scenario all worked out, which is that you will continue to strive for money and wealth, first of all, to meet your needs. After it meets your needs, you then it will now to meet your wants. After your wants, it will then be your aspirations. After your aspirations, it will then be your glorification. After your glorification, it will then be your exaltation. It will never be enough. And there will always be somebody that is far richer than you. So I'll just leave it at that. This is musings with Jesus. So it doesn't really have to, we will never conclus- conclusively end on anything. But this is about me trying to make sense of the world and God working with me on that journey. And the word of God being the anchor and the compass that I use to interpret what is happening in the world today, in my world, and to create a perspective that enables me to do that which is right for me to do now in this life and also towards my life in eternity. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.